Hey guys, this is Ronnie. Just a reminder, these are old episodes, and if you want to check out what we are currently doing, all you have to do is go to the Rebooted channel on YouTube, and you can see our sweet faces talking about this stuff. And announcing a new podcast with Ed Greer, Ron Swallow, and producer Bill called The Greatest Pod. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. In addition, if you want to support us monetarily, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash thegreatestpod, and you can sign up for the $5 tier that gets you extra podcasts, or sign up for the $7 tier that gets you the extra podcasts and art sent directly to your house. We've got a new Tee Public store for you to get all of the cool shirts that you could possibly want. The Mumbo Gumbo, the Pop Art Reboot Crew, the Classic Logo, and then, of course, the Rebooted Drinking Game, which has Jensen Ackles and DJ Qualls, among other fan-favorite comments. So, do yourself a favor. Go to tpublic.com slash user slash reboot dash it and pick up your favorite t-shirt. So, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting Reboot It. At a major Hollywood studio, in a corner office of sub-basement D, the development executives toil in obscurity to reboot it. Welcome back, everybody. It is season three of Reboot It. We are back in the saddle. The entire Reboot crew is back together. We are still in our personal corner offices coming to you via video chat, but that's okay because things are getting better, right? (laughs) With me, I'm so happy to have the Reboot crew, all of us together, including new dad, Billy Business. Welcome back. You know, having a kid is kind of like its own reboot. You're kind of rebooting yourself a little bit. That's You're definitely... rebooting your whole life. <laughs> I rebooted my entire life. I rebooted just kind of myself, my DNA. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and how much you uh, touch poop. Oh, so much poop, dude. So much. We are 45 <laughs> minutes late to this because of poop. So, and constant- mine, I don't know. So, <laughs> constantly thinking about poop, we have Ron Swallow. That's correct. <laughs> I have cats. Okay. And uh, a man who does not have cats, I don't know. Ed Greer, welcome to season three. I am so glad to not have all these poop related maladies. I, I got my own problems. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I, I definitely not deemed to create anymore. Um, no, but I'm really happy to be back with you guys. It's really cool to have the whole crew back together. Today, we are tackling one of the most venerable institutions from DC Comics, and yet a character that has not had his own movie. So what we're actually doing here, guys, is we are rebooting two very successful, well, one minorly successful and one very successful television show into the big budget treatment. We are talking, of course, about The Flash. So The Flash is, is, like I said, one of the biggest characters in DC. We've seen him on the big screen, but so far he hasn't headlined his own movie. And that's what we're here to do today. That's right. Uh, On top of that, like a lot of you requested this. So now you're going to get it, guys. Well, and also, this this will probably be the Flash movie that doesn't feature uh, a red-ass stormtrooper running around. Because mm. uh, that, that uh, come on, man. Flash, Flash had a Volkswagen on 
to go run around. That's just antithetical to me. But I don't know. Maybe I'm I already I know the thought process of that. Well, it just doesn't make sense. There would be a fabric that can hold up to the speed. Mm -hmm. I already know that that thought process. Yeah. So so then you make him have sex with Robocop and Cyborg. And next thing you know, he's got this uniform. on. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, guys. I kind of like it. I I, I don't know what you guys are talking (laughs) about. I kind of I don't hate it. But yeah. uh, you know, Robocop sex is. Well, I mean, you guys also books. really. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> well, let's talk real quick. Uh, coming out the gate. What does everybody think about the Flash just in general as a character, as a franchise? Are you a fan? Are you not? Have you always kind of ignored it? Let's start with Billy. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind the Flash at all. I think he's one of those characters. I, the most interesting thing about the Flash to me is that, you know, we talk a lot about how DC, a lot of their heroes are gods. You know, it's Wonder Woman's a god and Superman's a god and Batman kind of makes himself a god. Whereas the Flash is really one of the only heroes in DC where he accidentally becomes a hero. It happens to mm. him as opposed to an active choice that he is made where even Green lantern accepts the ring and decides to become a green lantern so that's what kind of makes flash interesting to me is the fact that at least in the dc world he kind of has to deal with these powers and make choices that maybe the others don't so for that i think is i like the show um i stopped watching around season three not because of quality just because it's it's really hard to keep up with all those tv shows but i really enjoyed the show even the john wesley ship show was kind of a quasi sequel-esque to tim burton's batman even though flash was way too old but i like mm. the character i don't i don't have the beef that it appears some of the people in this panel do <laughs> well let's see uh let's see what we mean by that uh ron flash oh, well, i actually uh i actually pretty much enjoy the flash but i gotta say that I enjoy the later uh, um, iterations of Flash. Mm. Um, you know, I, I wasn't into the Jay Garrick of it all. Um, I, I just, you know, those comics were fun and interesting. And I mean, sure, I get part of it. Like everybody wants to run fast, right? You remember when you were a kid and you're like, mom, get me those shoes that make me run fast. You, like, even though the shoes never made a difference, you know, those, 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 that type of thing. Like everybody wants to run fast when they're kids or whatever. So that's such so a flash has that fable. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'll totally be more athletic if I have these shoes. Lies. Yes. No, screw you. No, total lies. Lies. You didn't do jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> you look sweet in the dark, though. That's the thing. With the and I got blisters from the battery packs underneath my heels. But anyway, you remember the pumps when you're, oh, you pump it oh, up? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. The pumps, of course, made you jump higher. Yeah, of course they did. Oh, uh, but- actually, they were for ankle support. <laughs> that was the weirdest athletic nerd I've ever seen. It's like, yeah, but. Also, you're jumping high. I don't. Okay. Uh, so I also like Flash because uh, um, eventually he's the guy who has all the flaws. Like he's constantly making mistakes. He ruins everything. He is. He makes such bad decisions that he's almost a bad guy half the time. It's it's an interesting thing because he's constantly. Uh, he's he's one of the most flawed of the Justice League. I would argue. Um, he's also the funniest. Uh, although some people would argue Hal Jordan and Green Lantern, but I still think would anybody argue? Isn't Hal Jordan like notoriously a conservative stick in the mud? Wasn't yeah, that like his entire thing? They, there's some people who put him as like hotshot pilot uh, style. So he's like 
the guy with the quips. Uh, yeah. But I think Flash is the guy with the quips most of the time. So of course I kind of enjoy him just for that. Um, and and once he's new, once there was a little nuance added, you get a little tragedy into his whole life that makes it a little more interesting. Uh, but also that's all all been done. So I'm curious yeah. to hear what you guys think. Well, we'll get into all the different versions before we do that. Ed flash. Are you a fan? Or are you not? What do you think? Uh, look, I think you'd have to be a real, a real, a re- you'd have to be a real jerk to not appreciate somebody being able to run fast, even on all the, all the way up to the vibration through stuff. Oh God. I think you can see where my line is. Uh, I, I just feel like, if you can run a couple thousand miles an hour when you get up to it and you can run 700 or 800 miles an hour under regular, you know, circumstances with a burger in your tummy, you know, that character would be so damn interesting. That character, something mm-hmm. a thousand miles away would be hard for him to get to. Some kind of running up a building would be like, oh, got to get it together. Got to use my techniques. But this guy who could run back in time anytime he wants to and vibrate through any obstacle. So he didn't have to even have to worry about navigating the world at 800 miles an hour. He just, "Eh, it's automatic for me. I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. I don't get it. I'm not not saying it sucks. Yeah. I'm saying I don't get it. I don't get the fantasy of you constantly fighting boomerang guys and ice guys. Yeah. No matter how hard you run at Captain Cold and no matter how much you slip on his ice. You have a billion years of flash time to recover and punch him 17,000 times till his whole face is dust. So where, why rogues gallery, what rogues gallery problems, what problems? I agree with Ron that he does seem to make a fair share of his own problems. And much like uh, somebody like Spider-Man, I get that. And I like that. And the stories of the flash that I've ever read that are actually good involve stuff like that something he's created something so vast that mm. even somebody who can run fast can't solve it that i that's this is the way to do a flash story to me yeah i i would agree with a lot of what you're saying ed i think that the flash is is a character that's built on some like really problematic contradictions in terms of like what he can do, what he can't do, what's a challenge, what's not like it really strains suspension of disbelief. But I do want to touch on something that Billy mentioned earlier. The thing that I always connected to with the flash, which does separate him from the rest of the DC heroes is like, he's the one DC guy who never had like a lifelong quest. Even, you know, Bill, you mentioned Hal Jordan, where he had to accept the ring. I would say that the way that story has always been written is like he's always a guy who's wanted to be out among the stars, who's wanted to live a bigger, more exciting life than what he had. And the ring is sort of the apotheosis of that. I, I think that sort of applies to all the DC characters, like their stories sort of end with them taking on the superhero mantle, which is like the exact opposite of what happens in Marvel. The Flash is in a weird way the most character in the way his story works because it's just an accident that happens out of the blue and it turns his life upside down. The problem, though, is then his power set is almost quintessentially DC in the way that he could just do anything and everything. And so I think we're going to have a hard time reconciling that. Let's get into a little bit of the history of the character. The Flash was created in 1940. Originally, it was a character named Jay Garrick, and that has really been the major legacy of The Flash, is that he is a legacy character. 
in the 1960s, I think it was actually 1961, if I'm not mistaken, um, the Flash is reinvented completely. Brand new character named Barry Allen, who we mostly all know, um, that had nothing to do with Jay Garrick. Different origin, different uh, extent to which he can use his powers, different rogues gallery. A few years down the line, the Flash Barry Allen meets the Flash Jay Garrick. And it introduces the concept of the DC multiverse. And ever since, the Flash has really sort of sat at the heart of DC's multiverse storytelling. Every time they have a crisis, the Flash is the character that's bouncing between worlds, between timelines, trying to set everything right. Most of the time he dies in those crises. Um, but since the 60s, the Flash has really expanded his family in a way that would put even Batman to shame. The Flash mantle was handed down to Kid Flash, Wally West. Uh, it was then expanded to Impulse, who was Bart Allen's or Bart Allen, Barry Allen's time traveling grandson. Uh, at a certain point, all of Wally West's family got superpowers. So his kids had superpowers. His wife, I think, was superpowered at one time. And the Flash mantle has has been bounced around the DC universe in a lot of ways. What I'm trying to get to is the Flash was basically rebuilt from the ground up in 2011 by the writer Jeff Johns. And yep. for the very first time, the Flash was given a backstory. Because the one thing you could always say about the Flash, for as crazy as his powers were and as integrally as he was to the multiverse, the Flash was boring as hell. He just had no motivation. He had really no personal problems other than trying to get with the lady that he liked. Jeff Johns introduces this concept that when the Flash was a boy, he saw his mother murdered by some unseen cosmic force, which turns out to be his time traveling arch nemesis, Zoom, uh, or the reverse Flash, who in the comics, I think that was always sort of interchangeable. Yeah, um, there's Dr. Zoom. Which yeah. is which is Bartholomew Thron or whatever, um, and Theobarthon. Yeah. yeah, and then there's uh, <laughs> then there's regular Zoom, well, well, who's a different guy. No, no, no. I just think it it was just like so close, but so far. Yeah, <laughs> it's very close. I got Bartholomew it. Bartholomew Thron. Eobarthon. Bartholomew. You know, you know, you know at least five Eobards right now. You could call up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so that kind of that kind of brings us to the present day, where like that origin story has not only become sort of de rigueur for the Flash, but it's almost become the only Flash, the only Flash story that any other media focuses on. I yeah. mean, that has really driven the TV series with Grant Gustin. Uh, that has driven the interpretation in the movies where we've seen that his father is in jail for a crime he didn't commit, murdering his mother, but it wasn't really him. Um, and even in the comics, I mean, the, the way that they refocused the Flash mythos on Barry Allen was this storyline, which eventually became Flashpoint, where the entire DC universe was remade because of something that Barry Allen did. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, Ron, everything that you say you connect to is really stuff that's been invented in the past 10 years. Exactly. Like this, this idea of Barry Allen as a quippy character, this idea of Barry, Barry Allen as someone who makes these horrible mistakes that screw up the DC universe, you know, all of that really didn't exist before 2011. Yeah. So I, mean, I would I say know. at least the quippy part um, 
And was this always going to be someone who's, who's not a, a huge Flash reader, but a lot of that was Michael Rosenbaum's voiceover kind of interpretation from the Justice League cartoon and Justice League Unlimited, where he definitely was the the comedic relief, definitely younger than everyone else on the team. And He's I don't know playing. if that's I don't know if that's like how Flash always is in the comics, but that's why I was saying it now in retrospect, I feel like John Wesley Ship was too old for Flash because I now associate mm. Flash with that Peter Parker kind of role for DC. Well, and what's wild, I think that's really important because Michael Rosenbaum was playing the Wally West version of the Flash, and that was always his character as Wally West, where Barry Allen, who was really kind of this uptight, you know, very soberly responsible dude. He was a forensic policeman. Yeah. Yeah. He he didn't get to roll across the hood like Starsky and Hutch. He came after the murder and picked the brains up and looked at him. Oh, there's some cadmium on these brains. That's the guy who was running around saving the world. So, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. And he died in 1986 in the original Crisis. And at that point, Kid Flash, his sidekick, becomes the Flash. And I would say that that was sort of the halcyon days of Flash storytelling. Mark Wade, who's a legendary comic book writer, did a long, almost 10-year run on the book and really built Wally West into a round, full character, but one who was really defined in his motivations and his origins by being the successor to the flash. And yeah. that really became foundational to those stories is that he took on this mantle from somebody. He was the second generation or third generation even of this character. And so much of his struggles were about like, how do I do this better? How do I live up to the myth? How do I clean up messes that my predecessor didn't, didn't, how do I access powers that my predecessor never had a chance to develop? So I always liked that approach to the character, but it's tough to do on screen because it's so rooted in this idea that there was a whole version of him previous. And, Which and that's also to make- was, oh, I was just going to say, like, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to see it, like that's kind of the entire premise or at least the setup that we had for our Green Lantern pitch which yep. was living up to the legacy of the one before you. So it's like the mo- one of the most interesting elements of Flash is something that it's like for our purposes would just be essentially remaking the exact same movie we've already done. And we don't want to do that for sure. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. So that that is a very interesting wrinkle, Billy, and I'm sorry I almost stepped on that. But uh, one thing I just wanted to say, what Bill is basically talking about is the two to three to four times that they've tried to actually get make Flash a character. And I'm not <laughs> trying to be rude with that. Yeah, but I'm saying like make him somebody who isn't just a set of attributes floating in the ether that solves stuff. At when the, the 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 killing of Barry Allen to make him a person who had to live up to it and and this new young person that had all this this stuff to lift that was maybe I guess the first time they tried to do it then the second time like you said uh, they they do the whole uh, bring Barry Allen back and hmm. do all the speed force stuff or rather uh, uh, do all the speed force stuff and then I think the third time was the Jeff Johns going yeah that speed force stuff is pretty cool. But his mom's dead too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff on him. So it's like uh, one thing I don't, I, I present to the group, is it to us to determine the new Sisyphusian rock that he has to push, because we've seen all these other ones already, and I, are are we aware of? 
as Zack Snyder in the other office for the purposes of our kayfabe, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, Zack Snyder and uh, whoever the hell is going to direct it, you know, and, and Ezra Miller, and they're, they're kicking it over there. We're just like, no, we're, you know, are we cognizant of the so-called real version? What are we? Gonna yeah, do? let's let's put some parameters on this. So one of the things that we talked about in our reboot rewind episodes, which in between seasons, if you weren't following that, you got to go back and check them out because there was some amazing stuff that happened in those episodes. We committed to this idea that we are going to rebuild the DCEU in our own image. And so having done that, we have a Green Lantern movie under our belt, a Batman movie under our belt, and a Superman movie under our belt. And so I think that the kayfabe for this is that we are bringing the Flash into this movie universe that we have sort of rebooted cold. So we don't have Ezra Miller. We don't have Andy Muschietti. We don't have Zack Snyder really making any difference to what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, so if we want to embrace some of the Jeff John storytelling that really seemed to be in Justice League, we can. Uh, or I think if we want to rebuild this from the ground up, and maybe that brings us to you know the question we always ask, what is an audience bringing into this movie? Setting aside the Justice League of it all, the fact that we've seen what we've seen from Zack Snyder, if it was just the John Wesley Ship version and the Grant Gustin version, what is an audience then bringing to a big screen version based on the existence of those things or even just based on the idea of the flash beyond those things at some point somebody definitely has to say run barry run <laughs> that freaking show has become <laughs> it's so God. funny because i do like that show a lot but that some of the stuff they do in there is like cheesy for the sake of cheesy but also trying to like get you inspired mm. um but i i do think obviously has to run fast uh, I think people want to see some of the cool stuff that he can do. Um, and it's interesting because like, there's a part of me that wants to actually make this weirdly street level mm. instead of going as cosmic as it is obvious to do because he can dimension jump, he can time jump. So like all that stuff available seems like something you should use, but there's a part of me that wants to see that stuff and ignore it 100% and do something a little more, street level with the character just because it's i just would like to see something along the lines of this guy saving people the 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 heroicness uh that is as part of barry allen because he he loves you know he's solving crimes like hmm. during his day job so why wouldn't he be doing the same type of thing as flash uh, but maybe on a bigger level or maybe not on a bigger level Anyways, I, I think that's what you got to see. A bunch of fast stuff and some crime solving. I don't know. I'm in 100%, 200% agreement with uh, just because he can do cosmic stuff. I, I don't know if we need that in this first movie. Our whole DCEU is very big and very cosmic. So, you know, I think there's enough stuff there with Barry, if we if we choose Barry, I don't know if we if we will or if we'll go Wally, but I think there's enough stuff to keep this one grounded. I think when you say like people want to see what he can do, I agree with you, and I think that's honestly a very hard part because the Fox X Men movies, which I think are dog crap, the one thing that they did really well and that has been imitated a lot is what Quicksilver did and the way that they showed speed relative to how we would see it if we were watching kind of you know. At, you know half a frame per second or whatever it is so it's finding a way to show his powers 
Um, and then the other thing I think people are, I think people are going to bring in maybe a warped sense of what Flash is just because I do know that the Flash TV show started very jolly. It got really, really dark. And one thing that at least when I hopped off, they hadn't really explored, which I've always thought was so strange about the Flash. And I kind of hope maybe it factors into ours is Flash doesn't have villains. He has rogues and they call themselves rogues and all his villains live by this code like Joker and Two-Face and Bane are not going to get along. Maybe they'll team up for three out of six issues. But by that third issue, they're going at each other. and Batman's got to clean up three messes. These rogues have a code. And I think that's so strange that Flash's villains are so gentlemanly it's very bizarre and no other hero has that so i kind of feel like maybe that's something as as a viewer for me i would go to a flash movie i guess knowing that already thinking like the villain structure kind of i feel like can't be exactly the same as other superheroes shouldn't be because flash's villains play by different rules they have rules which i think is something that no other superhero movie ever deals with and i think that could be fun mm. ed what do you think an audience thinks walking into a flash movie well, I'm, I'm glad you guys touched on it so i definitely didn't have to the whole uh there's a guy i think uh i forgot well, anyway there's an internet guy patrick willems i think maybe mm-hmm. it's that guy and he did maybe it's that guy or maybe it's another guy like him that did a a video that was like the x-men movies ruined super speed but they turned it into super slowness Mm. and super speed is not super slowness it just isn't super speed is giving me a football i'm I'm not trying to direct the movie just yet but give me a football size field of view and watching something ping through it super fast or something to to like to see it to give me enough space to see how fast this is and to to convince me that he's actually moving fast, not to do the Nordic track stuff that Ezra Miller was doing, (laughs) not, you know what I'm saying? It's so weird looking. It's like, do you know how to run? Are you a person? (laughs) He was was running like Liam Neeson's daughter and taken. I think what they were trying to do was they were trying to emphasize like extension, like he's just moving through space. But uh, yeah, it looks so weird. Right. So so the bottom line is uh, figuring out a way. I I know they want I know they're going to come in wanting to see our take on that. And I don't want to give it to them. If there is certain uh, super slow sections where you just got to slow down to show something so sick that Barry did. I'm down for that. But extended periods of it lessens the impact. If, if you if you show a little bit of slow and then a bunch of damn, what did I even see? And then, you know what I'm saying? I just think figuring out a way to switch speeds with Barry. And that's another thing. I think I'm a sports fan. I know there's not uh, I know there's a bunch of nerds that like sports, but like maybe they don't know how to watch it, you know. Uh, but the I think in sports, one of the best things is shiftiness. Straight line mm-hmm. speed is great, but if you're shifty, that's a whole better skill because mm-hmm. you can get where you need to get and you could dodge, you could do stuff. It's like the difference between Barry Sanders and better, better. And like you saying, and like you, and like you saying Bolt, and like you yeah, saying sure. Bolt, exactly. Yeah. Good, good job. That's that was 
It's 94%. I thought you were going to say it's the difference between Barry Sanders and Barry Allen. Split the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Detroit recognized Central City. Sister cities. All all I'm trying to say is, A, they want us to do a bunch of slowdown crap. Me, personally, if I have a vote, I don't want to do a bunch of that. I want maybe key moments of it as an aesthetic. But, like, every time he runs fast, we can't show it as just a blur or, or, or super slow. There's some there's got to be some imagination to this. Can I can I jump on that for a second? I think I I totally agree. And I think that like we can get caught up talking about how his powers are going to work. But I think what you're talking about touches on something that could be very important to the story, which is that if you have a character who can theoretically do anything right, run faster than time, I think from a storytelling perspective, it only makes sense for that to be really hard and something that he has to learn how to do over an incredibly long amount of time. And if we're talking about doing sort of a a street level version of the character, I think it makes all the sense in the world that like his perception of time doesn't change when he gets his powers. It's literally just how fast his body moves. And so if in this movie, it's like, okay, this is a guy who can accelerate his body to 500 miles per hour, but in doing so could literally kill somebody like A-Train at the beginning of The Boys. Yeah. And and so much of the movie is about like, I just got to get that under control. Like I've got to, it's almost like a video game thing. Like he just has to keep leveling up his abilities. You could almost use the ability to slow down time and see things in slow motion as like a major turning point of this movie um, that, he, that he has to work toward earn it's almost like you're making the character earn every new piece of his abilities based on like what's happening in the story i don't know i think that might be a way to handle this no i I absolutely agree don't have anything to add to that um i I, well okay then i do have a question uh are you guys thinking origin then well so yeah let's talk i mean let's talk about this a little bit because i'm not but i'm curious to see what you guys are thinking it's interesting, though, because, again, we're, we're in this world where very, very briefly the Court of Owls existed in Gotham and Batman took them down. But in doing so, sort of took the reins off Gotham. So now all these crazy super freaks are loose and he's got Robin. Superman um, fought off uh, 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 the combined machinations of Brainiac and Luthor, who were basically trying to... Um, Luthor wanted to take over the earth and Brainiac wanted to destroy it. And Superman made a big splashy debut where now everybody realizes like earth is in the crosshairs of some big stuff. And then green lantern, uh, Kyle Rayner was made a green lantern with grizzly old John Stewart. And they fought off Mongol who was trying to steal a planet. Eventually by the end of the movie tries to steal earth, but they stop him from doing so. And that was sort of earth's first brush with big cosmic power. So very briefly, that's sort of the movies that we've already had in this series. So we're fitting it into that milieu, which I don't think necessarily needs to be explicit. Like we don't have to take off from any one of those story threads. Mm. Um, And then also part of origin or no origin, are we doing Barry Allen? And I think that might be a tougher decision than we're giving it credit for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if you kind of do um, kind of, how a lot of the the media for flash now is and i wonder if you do sort of an amalgamation of you know like you said the the quippiness is not necessarily put in with 
with uh, Barry. That's more of a Wally thing, but it's been adopted somewhat by sure. uh, you know the TV show and whatnot. I just wonder. I wonder if you use kind of that, and and I would say Barry. I I'd say you know again. I just kind of feel like we we potentially tread old ground if it's not the first flash because now we're kind of doing a little bit of the same thing as we did with green lantern where it's you know stepping up to the plate as the second or third version of this thing and that's not to say that jay garrick's flash doesn't exist you know in another world if we want to later on but i think just keep it simple there is something strange about uh or not strange but something interesting about a cop uh who is also a superhero because the two are diametrically opposed and the only other person that does that is nightwing and that's never been shown in live action so Mm -hmm. uh and daredevil i guess to a certain extent but the point i'm trying to get at is i think barry has enough um interesting kind of spices that i think we can make a better dish out of than someone else Mm. yeah and i would also argue that just on a a a putting on the producer hat here barry allen is more recognized at this point i mean certainly at this point if nothing else you're 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 getting people to the seats just from the name barry allen because they know it from the flash tv show if nothing else can i ask the question then what do you guys think the flash as a character and his larger story is about uh and what i mean by that is like you know, Batman as a character is about overcoming trauma and and Superman as a character is about like, you know, living up to an idea for yourself. Like, I've always felt if the Flash was about anything, it was sort of about the value of family, because to me, like having read the comic books, that's sort of the through line of that story is like, you know, you'll do you just love and cherish the people around you. You kind of do anything for them and and bring them into your world reflected in this idea that like everybody in the West Allen family ends up with superpowers and a superhero identity. I also think that's kind of thin. So I, I'm just trying to like, I think a lot of these decisions might hang on like, what is the story that we're trying to tell beyond just a dude gets superpowers runs really fast in a cool way and becomes a hero. You know, I I don't know. Look, what's wrong with just enjoying somebody running fast, Bill? A lot. A lot. I mean, frankly, why do we need character nuance in a movie? Ah. (laughs) What's next? A theme? Jeez. Here's here's my question. We have to do that. How much how much would you how much do you enjoy watching track and field? And then how much would you enjoy watching track and field? If there was nobody even competing with the single runner that was out there, if he's wearing that, that is some outfit and looks like he just f***ed RoboCop, probably it's a little <laughs> bit higher on my list of things to watch. Well, it is definitely a high on your list because of the Power Rangers thing. Oh, so. definitely, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, okay. okay, guys, but what 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 I like to do is try to wrangle this. I think what we're what what Bill's asking. And I don't know the answer, so I hate the fact that I haven't added anything with what I'm about to say. But oh, like, good. The, the, the pick the cherry picking of all the different flashes has always basically worked. They always give Barry Allen Wally West stuff because Wally West stuff is better. And then they give they give the Barry Allen Barry Allen's murder plot 
because that's better than though than Wally West's so-called origin. You know what I mean? So they kind of mix and match in a Spider-Verse fashion or or a uh, Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming uh, fashion, where they took a bunch of Miles Morales stuff that was laying around and gave it to Peter. Good thing there was still enough left for the Spider-Verse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I think that's kind of what we're going to end up doing is making a pastiche out of Barry Allen's. And I personally, I don't know, maybe this is blasphemy, but I just want to throw it out there as a thing to think about. Why has he got to be such a dork all the time? Honestly, I mean, he doesn't ha- he doesn't have to be because one thing that actually crossed my mind and I'm not saying this is what the flash is about. It probably is not at all. Um, but I think w- an interesting thing is like, you know, and this is something that I think Superman faces a lot. That is just the same as Flash, where it's like you just can't outrun time at a certain point. And I think if we limit our Flash's abilities, or at least he's he's not like take out the cosmic treadmill, which is stupid, and take out all these other abilities. But it's like, can we put him with a really down to earth villain that forces him to choose? I have, you know. 18 people you almost turn it into like the cell or seven and it's like 25 people are hidden around the city and i'm going to kill them all at the same time and it's it's almost just like figuring out that you like you almost have to slow down is almost more like you have to figure this out instead of just bouncing around like a ping pong ball you know let's use the fact that he does crime scene investigations like I don't yep. mind seeing a flash that is smarter, that is a little bit more cerebral. I'm not saying darker. I'm just saying I think that also can like help you choose a villain if it's more of a of a more of like a direct threat. Not someone like I'm going to go back in time and stop this thing. Not someone's going to take over the world. But it's like these people, like you said, fam- maybe it's family. These people mm-hmm. are going to die and your speed can't necessarily stop it alone. I think that's interesting. I mean, I think what you're talking about then is sort of a mystery structure. Um, I was thinking of thriller. Almost like a long Halloween for Flash. What's the long Halloween version of the Flash's story? And and that's a way that you could also pepper in maybe some other like rogues uh, in there. And I'm not even opposed to creating. Uh, that's one thing that like very few, if any, comic book movies do is they don't have the balls to just create a new character. It's like I wouldn't even mind if it's if it if it is a mystery and it turns out the villain is either a new character or someone not always associated with the Flash. What if your villain's I, like I've, Deathstroke? You know, I've, I've got yeah. a way to do it. Uh, uh, I've got a way to do it. Connecting all of the stuff we do. Someone from Gotham who was part of Court of Owls has had moved to Central City uh, to expand their their uh, territory and hadn't been taken out by Batman at that point because they had moved ahead of time. And they're in Central City uh, sort of uh, running the crime in that area, perhaps. Um, but uh, either way, I think the one of the things you got to have for the theme of, of Barry Allen, I agree with with Billy here is, is family has to be important. Um, and relationships in general have to be important because I think one of the main, the central wound to Barry is that <laughs> he's never had a, a, like his family life has never been stable. Even in the times that seem stable, it hasn't been because there hasn't been a specific blood relative being part of it. And that, uh, affects a person. And, uh, 
part of the reason he solves crimes is because of it. Part of the reason he makes jokes is because that's how he handles uh, all the the trauma that has happened in his life and and handles going to crime scenes and seeing brutal things that have happened. He makes jokes because that's how he handles things. Um, so like those type of things, I think, would be important to that character. This character is so weird. I, I got to just make this one little tangent. Just hearing you talk, Ron, like what is going on here? I, I haven't I hadn't really stopped to think about this, but this is like a lighthearted, super 1960s family friendly hero who cleans up murders and like is constantly being confronted <laughs> by the aftermath of horrible crimes. And like, and it's, you know, and even with the Jeff John stuff, the, the reinvention of his origin, it's like, he's a, he's a down to earth family guy whose mother was brutally murdered. It's like, it's it, the tone is so weird because it's like, you talk about some of this stuff and I'm thinking like, prisoners like that that hugh jackman jake gyllenhaal denny villeneuve movie but then i think about the flash and i'm thinking like the incredibles like light and poppy and fun that's what i was trying to get okay take the take that part out so that my pitch was more of like a what if we make it more of a prisoners of a seven of a thriller uh, you know kind of like the way the batman's looking because i agree mm. i feel like there's something really interesting about like that makes me think the flash is the messed up one if he's the one that's going and looking at all this grisly all the time but is like making quips again it's like you know uh, not to get like too deep or anything, but I, I do think that, you know, when you think about people who talk about that suffering depression and stuff, they're just trying to keep their minds busy. I think there's something interesting in the fact that, like you can't always outrun yourself, you know, you at a certain that's, point, that's, you have to slow down and confront whatever's in front of you. That's and, super and look, interesting. Look, guys, the reason I relate to this is because you all know how my childhood was. And this is what I do. This is I the Ron Swallow story. It literally is me being <laughs> as silly and funny as I can be to cover up for the trauma, uh, but also not to cover up for it, but to accept it and like move through it and like become better and not let the things that happened in your past literally control who you are in the present. OK, but so, Ron, that's you now. Yeah. Talk about you at 20. This is actually an interesting tangent because you at 25 is basically like, how do we turn you at 25 into you now? That's sort of oh, the flash story. That's interesting. That's interesting. 25, uh, that was when I was still rollerblading and I was married. So that's not that's interesting. in our movie. No, um, no, no, it's no, not. No rollerblading. Look, we'll look be- the flash rollerblading <laughs> should definitely be no, in our movie. No, but, veto, look, but, but please, please do that. <laughs> let me just let me just make the observation, though, that <laughs> the idea of rollerblading if you extend that, it's it's basically just sort of a thrill-seeking sort of like I'm going to do whatever I want mentality. Interesting. Like, is is this movie sort of about taking a guy who has that sort of internal anger that he's figured out how to cover up, but has this sort of thrill-seeker mentality? Is it almost like he gets these powers? And it feels like this is the thing I've been waiting for my entire life. And the movie is sort of about no, it's not like I have to learn that these aren't the genie in the bottle. These aren't the things that make me a whole that's, person. That's to, interesting. 
to the yeah it, it certainly it is and to that point it's just like what you were what you always say about the dc characters their powers are the apotheosis of everything so they get their power and start using them it's all solved they fly wonder woman literally became a flying angel figure <laughs> once she figured out her god ladiness and beat up aries they they end up oh, once they figure out all their powers even batman does it you know what i mean like oh i am batman they, they all decide this huge moment of when they embrace their godhood they do this thing and with this this would be the first character to be like yeah i could run so fast that, oh i almost killed that lady oh i missed this thing oh i almost yeah. got stabbed i almost got stabbed on this on this thing i was a little overhang i didn't quite see it and this is really messed up oh i i ran really fast but i got here too late to solve this murder i also thought of this thing of like not making him not such a damn dork oh and what you're talking about is the is is a a wally westism from the cw Wally West mm. definitely felt exactly that way. He was already a speed racer. I was just going to say, the one thing we can't do is communicate his sort of live by my own rules uh, uh, personality by making him a drag racer. Because oh, no, 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 that no, no, literally no. happens in every bad action movie. No, no, like, no, no, oh, yeah. you know, this guy's a rebel because he races cars <laughs> you mean you mean all of fast and the furious yeah exactly no, no, no. i i know i think it's as simple as again then this is me i i like i said i i am just taking what you guys have said and extrapolated it okay but why i don't know why he can't honestly be kind of johnny utah but a tiny bit smarter at the beginning of our movie the type yeah. of guy who'll chase you down an alley and, and like he's he's a brad pitt in seven He's Johnny Utah. He's this sort of archetype, sort of a detective type, sort of a, a sort of a too smart for the room, but like like kind of like a regular action movie cop, but doesn't get into that much action because it's more of a realistic world. Well, but then going, he gets superpowers. Going back to what Billy was saying, I mean, I'm almost picturing it's like there's like a grisly murder scene and everything's very dour, almost has that like the Batman aesthetic that we saw in the trailer. And then Barry Allen shows up. He's like sucking on a lollipop. He's like, huh, look, the blood looks like you know, it's like he's seeing a pattern in the blood. Like it looks like a face or something. And mm -hmm. he just thinks it's hilarious. And all the other cops are like, what is wrong with this guy? But like that allows just... him to be a good like maybe. And that's another thing. He's like a good instead of making him so much forensics. If he was a good detective, the type of detective that gets a little leeway to be like, it looks like this guy, whatever. Yeah, that thing. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you say a little stupid line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It seems like he would get the if he was again not so much of a dork and not and not focusing so much on he's the cop who never gets in any action. No, he's the cop who gets in enough action to realize that. Most of the time you chase a guy down the alley, you get your butt whooped. <laughs> and most of the time uh, uh, you think you're going to get to do that. It's just a crime scene that you're at too late. That's his experience of being a crime fighter is you're always too late. It doesn't really matter. And, and, but he's still a good cop mm. and he still save he still saves people and stuff, but he knows how much more could be done if he could just get there sooner, if he could just, you know what I mean? And it's just like, now I you get, you get that, but I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going too far in that direction. I'm just saying. Well, we should start talking about villain because I think that'll sort of nail down what the what the struggle is. But I, I will say, Ed, I don't know if you even need to be as on the nose of like, ah, you know, you're always going to be late. There is something interesting about the nihilism of just like, hey, you know what? What are you going to do? Pe people get killed. People die. Like he's so right. sort of he's just so sort of inured to it that it like 
yeah, I'm just going to show up and crack some jokes because this guy's got his brains all over the wall. Like, man, you know, what are you going to do? Well, there's also but, something but then later like, when you get powers, right. you have something to do with that not happening. And it might, it may be even more important to him and bring him back to really life and reality. Yeah. There's right, something right, so, so weirdly like ironic too, that it's like, if he saved everybody, and there were no murders he doesn't have a job anymore you know like he is just flat out out of work so yeah, yeah. i uh, maybe that's that's the other thing too it's just like he's like yeah you know batman will stop a couple muggers but he's like i'm the one that deals with murders day in day out like there is a superman a green lantern and a batman and it does not stop people from killing each other you can't mm. save everybody you mm. know which which I, which it uh, goes back to the point of ron making a street level which i'm just glad that my puppet hand goes all the way out to where ron is because that's the <laughs> only thing i was bringing to this conversation really was tamp it down baby street level it up make the cop angle actually something that is just he spends 17 minutes a season being a cop in yeah. the show i i also like billy what you just said really gets to the idea of of the flash as sort of self-reflexively about being a superhero like that you know that's that's always sort of that's always sort of been his function is to be the guy who like comments on what it takes to be a superhero either overtly or through his stories and so making him a guy who's just like got all these superheroes around but i still see dead bodies every day you know what i mean and like then what does that mean when he gets the powers that's sort of an interesting question yeah and it also it also will give him a drive to try to save people because he's probably tired even though he cracks the jokes he's probably tired of seeing all the dead bodies yeah i think that's i think that's interesting i think right. i think and, and- you're Oh, I'm, so I'm just going to say, uh, and also what we've done, what we set up our universe, and not to reiterate, but like Superman deals with cosmic stuff. I mean, Superman deals with worldwide. Batman deals with uh, like citywide. Uh, and uh, like Flash deals with like the real people of the city. Like Bat- like Batman is Batman, but Flash would be more like Daredevil, for lack of a better metaphor, where this is my area, but his area is going to get larger and larger the more his powers balloon as well. And I think that's an interesting thing to kind of set him up for, like, trying to get more and more power because maybe he, like, sees that I could be more than your neighborhood flash if I got my game up, you know, which gives him an actual thing to, like, strive for. And maybe over the course of this adventure, he's going to have to get faster and faster because I have this, this scene just popped into my head, a whole cloth of him getting to the scene of a bomb blowing up just barely grabbing the evidence that shows that there was a bomb and there was this type of bomb and everything but he can't take that evidence he gathered as the freaking flash that would have incinerated if it was in an actual bomb to the Mm -hmm. cops he has to now then on his private time try to analyze this with his or use a somebody in the forensics place some dork that he would have been in another universe to like help him figure this out like privately or something like that outside the cop stuff which is us easing him into superhero dumb whereas with our other characters we kind of just you're a superhero he's Mm. getting eased into it you know over the course of time i think that's pretty cool now the other question is do we need to have iris i think that maybe that becomes related to the villain i mean I, the other no, thing yeah, about, i think we should get to the villain bill we should okay. get to the villain the other thing about iris that's tough is like she's such a lois lane clone like right down to being a, a you know a reporter a scrappy reporter and constantly the damsel in distress which and i like, do give the tv show by the way credit for giving her more agency but at that same token it's like if we're actively trying not to 
to just retread everything the movie or the TV show did. It's I don't know. You need you yeah. need some female presence in there, and you definitely like. I'm never opposed to having like a love interest, but I I'm not sure how to fit her in. I wonder. Well, and that's the thing. I I mean, I wonder from the standpoint of a female presence if we do a female villain, um, which would be interesting and different uh in the world of comic book movies i also don't know why iris couldn't be a cop her her dad's a cop i, I was literally thinking the same thing yeah. she could uh-huh. be a detective and 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 flash like maybe uh maybe barry allen literally reveals eventually that he's the flash to her and that she, he needs more help to solve crimes or something and she's great at it i don't know i mean, I mean like like i said her, her dad's a cop in this year we, we're changing stuff in the universe we, i don't think we've had uh barry having this angst over him i mean maybe the reason why he's a detective we find out is that his mom got killed by his dad but maybe and i'm just throwing this out there maybe if we did do that he doesn't know that his dad is innocent until there's to some later time that we reveal that in the story that we want to tell because mm-hmm. i always thought that was interesting about like if you just switch it right you live your whole life thinking your dad killed your mom and yeah. it makes you become a cop to solve all the world's problems. Then you get super fresh powers. Then on some twist of fate with your super fresh powers, you find out your dad is innocent. Do you run and start punching the walls of the prison? Do you vibrate him through the walls? No, you, you, you've seen that that would probably be, you know, be messed up. So you try to spend some time exonerating your dad or whatever, but it doesn't I, have to bog down this movie. I can't believe saying. that actually is not how it is because that actually <laughs> seems way more compelling to like find out later on once you've entered into this larger world and, of cosmic speed that something else and, killed your mom. Cause then you have, if it was a TV show, you have a whole season of just trying to reconcile. Do I believe that or not? You know? And, mm. and then on top of that, finding out that it was the fact that you got powers is the thing that got your mom murdered. Like eventually that would add in there as well. So, I mean, maybe that's why they turned this into a TV show, but just didn't do a good job. Um, I think well, that's so you arguable. Mean, you, mean, you mean an episode? I mean, I love the TV the show. Greatest. Yeah, the, the TV yeah. show is good, but trying to yeah. trying to get all trying to get that into a CW yeah, that, I just, package. Look, Ed, you just make everything better. All right, let's just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> can I um? Uh, can I throw this out there? You know, do we need some sort of a mentor character? I mean, if this is a story, you know, if this is a Luke Skywalker story, young boy, you know, learning his powers, sort of a thing. Um, I know it's not a one-to-one comparison, but like, do we need an Obi-Wan? Do we need, like, it feels like the, this movie could be very navel gazing if it's just the Flash who we're saying is sort of a weird disconnected guy to begin with. And he has to learn how not to be. And then it's like, he has these powers which are fairly isolating to begin with because he's constant. It's like, he can't, you know, it, it puts him on a different plane than other people. And I guess where I'm going with that is I'm I'm sort of thinking like Jay Garrick, first of all, could be a woman. Um, second of all, gets to that whole idea of being a legacy character without being a legacy character. And I don't know if we want to get into like the justice society of it all. The you know, do we want super characters to have some sort of deep history in this world? I don't know. Um, but I'm just trying to think like. Part and parcel to the villain, which we should talk about. Villain, mentor, partner, who, you know, this is is such a journey for the character. Like, who are the people along the way that are going to be riding with him? 
Um, okay. From the villain standpoint, let me just throw out there that like I, the the most compelling villain and also the goofiest. So I don't know how this really works. To me, out of the rogues was always Mirror Master. Yeah. Um, just because the idea of somebody who can teleport and who can teleport you and who can create a, such a good counterbalance to somebody with super speed. Um, but even from that point, like that becomes a little bit sci-fi weirdness and we're saying that we want a more grounded movie i think what's tough is when you get into guys like captain cold or captain boomerang or heat wave it's like just dudes with machines yeah it doesn't make any sense that doesn't yeah that don't make a lot of sense um i don't know is there a you know ed i know you said maybe he's fighting deathstroke that could be an interesting thing to, to bring in a non-flash villain. I, think, I mentioned. Well, I think the Billy or Braun said that. I, I, I said that. It sounds like me. I'm sorry, I, I said that just because I was trying to think like one Deathstroke minus a really odd post-credit scene has never shockingly <laughs> been in a live-action movie. Um, yeah. But two, I kind of feel like it's a little bit like like you said, the Rogues are interesting. They're also somewhat kind of a little bit out of step with what we're doing here. Um, but Deathstroke, like, I, I don't know how deep you want to get into it and probably not this deep, but I'll just say it anyways, because I'm halfway down the track at this point. Um, <laughs> it could be interesting if, you know, Barry's taking this kind of thing like, you know, there are heroes in the world, but people still die. Why? finds out you know like this whole time deathstroke is our villain he gets to deathstroke and it turns out that deathstroke is on a mission from like amanda waller and it's like oh my god he's not even like he's not even doing this just because he's a bad guy like the like the good guys are telling him to do these bad things like kind of like bringing in a little bit of suicide squad it gets a little convoluted but the point i'm trying to make is like even that becomes like a gray area where it's like Deathstroke is kind of working for the good guys in a sense or a version of the good guys. What well, I like I, what I like about that though is is the idea that you're confronting this guy who's so flip about like death and trauma with somebody who's even more nihilistic than he is. And so it's almost it's it's sort of that cracked mirror version like this is me this is the extreme version of me i better try to be something else it's sort of an interesting dynamic what were you yeah with deathstroke though i i I love that idea too because as a forensic scientist he's going to be like this like some of these kills because like i would assume he would kill them in different ways some of these are impossible without super strength some of these are impossible. Like he would literally be like saying like, there's no way this, this isn't a normal thing. So like he would, he would eventually realize that, that it's being done by someone who has at least ex- enhanced uh, abilities, you know, uh, a shot from way to longer en- than it should be. To what end though, Ron? Like what, why is that interesting? Um, Just because then it's uh uh he has to he realizes that what now that he has powers he realizes okay well i have to i'll have to use these against someone who has uh um powers as well i think is just just then because it also builds a little suspense because you don't know 
uh, when somebody's just getting killed uh, and you think, oh, I can stop the guy who's, you know, killing this guy by finding them and arresting them. Mm-hmm. It, it changes when you can't arrest that guy. Mm-hmm. I, I could I could totally see that mm-hmm. angle. Um, the the thing that I'd say though, I mean, the, like I said, I'm the biggest Deathstroke fan up in here. However, even a 700 mile an hour flash, like, and, and I, I mean, a 700 mile an hour flash would have a problem with Deathstroke. Deathstroke's um, uh, reflexes are just insane. He like looks at bullets and stuff. So um, yeah, I get that. All I'm saying is, I think I kind of like better. Uh, the team some sort of team angle and or i gotta say man if the proto version of zoom i i just know this i was watching that cw show and the only thing that was cool on there was zoom and maybe that's maybe that made too much of an impression on me and i'm bringing it over here and i'm trying to make it make fetch happen but just zoom was so cool he he could like he could like stand in front of barry and then barry goes i'm gonna chase you and he's like no you're not I could kill you. But here's the here's the problem. Yes, here's the problem. And here's the problem with that Flash TV show. And maybe the Flash as a character is like so often for no discernible reason, it just turns into a race. Like there's there's no struggle. It's just a race. And you're like, well, what happens if one person catches the other person? I don't know. He he punches him. Yeah. Barry Allen and Zoom were very much two dogs behind a fence that retracts. And then they don't fight. I mean, look, you're, you're so well, right. look you're and, so why right. don't why don't we just increase the power of Deathstroke a little bit and 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 make him like on a level of of the flesh? Like like how's that like a problem? I mean, people do that I, I, stuff all the time. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I know. Uh, I mean, I don't, and I don't mean this. I don't mean the same speed or or anybody. We could use anybody. Like if you want my pick, it's Clock King. It's always Clock King. I want Clock King. Well, look, I mean, I was just I was just going to suggest if we want to reverse engineer what would make for an interesting street level flash movie, it's basically somebody turns the city into a giant death trap, right? Somebody just like turns Central City into giant death traps that both put pe- put put citizens in sort of that saw style thing that Billy was talking about. And then also creates completely out of nowhere, bizarre surprises that, that Barry Allen can't fix with the super speed. So to me, maybe that is a combination of like the prankster and mirror master and maybe clock King. I don't know why these guys are all exist or getting together, but in terms of like put together a consortium of people who can turn Central City into a giant, a giant death trap for a super speed guy? I mean, that's there's that's what also, you need. There's a Flash villain, and I think it's showed up on the show. This, I again, like I said, I haven't watched, so I don't know what they've done with it. So I apologize in advance if this is retreading grounds. Um, there's a villain, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Cicada, C I C A D A. He's in it. Cicada. Yeah, um, but I think what's interesting is like his in the comics, his wife died. And he's kind of she also had like an accident and he's kind of like trying to suck the speed force or the life force out of all these people to bring his wife back. So it's kind of like imagine if, you know, when Barry has if if we show this, we don't have to. But if when Barry has his accident in the lab, what if he wasn't the only one there? What if it was him and this guy's wife? Mm. Barry gets these powers, but she's burnt to a, a crisp 
And, you know, he wants revenge on Flash or on Barry because he knows that Barry was the only other person there that night. And that's when he sets up all these traps around. And it's more of like a personal revenge story than it is. I want to take over anything. I like that. You know what you could do with that? You could almost port Barry's mom's story into Barry. Where it's like the the accident happens, Barry gets his powers, it's a lightning flash or whatever it is. But if a bunch of people all die and then literally Barry Allen is charged with the crime and put in jail and in jail is where he first develops these powers and then he escapes with the powers. And now it's basically like Barry Allen is on the run and you can get your thing where the government hires all these people to create traps because this super speed guy who killed all these people is on the run. He has to both prove his innocence and escape these death traps. And that's the story. All right, we're done. Reboot. (laughs) I I really like that a lot, actually. That's amazing. The idea that our hero is on the lam the entire time is really fun, too. And also it. great for a guy who can run fast and also great for a guy, you know, to the Ron Swallow of it all, who starts as that irresponsible thrill seeking 25 year old and has to become this sober superhero adult. Like, that's the story. That's yeah. what should that's what should happen. <laughs> all right, guys. Well. Yeah. Dang, we just uh that was a long road to get to something that actually clicked, I felt really, really well. Um interesting. So I mean we don't really know at that point the villains could be kind of uh, it could be that team I just talked. It could be the cicada guy who like has a personal vendetta. It could be like cicada working. I mean, maybe cicada Yeah, and I actually needs to be cicada. We can work in Clock King too because the the this this group is, is higher. Clock King. I'm, I'm, I told. I know. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm because you. because they know that this guy's super fast and that and that he understands understands timing things perfectly. Mm-hmm. So it, and then he's like, okay, well, we need you to set traps. So let's get the Clock King. I know he's hard to work with because he's a maniac and he's obsessive, but we'll get this guy. And what we're and they, guys, they base what we're doing here is enemy of the state. And all the guys in the in the room, like Jack Black and Seth Green and all those dudes who were like tracking Will Smith are all minor DC villains. So there's yeah. Clock King and the Calculator and the Mirror Master. Yes. And all yes. the Calculator. The Calculator. Oh, this is great. Isn't there like Computron or something stupid? Ooh. I'll just throw in all the stupid ones. Computo. Um <laughs> All right, well, let's start casting this thing. We've gone a long ways, and, and I feel like we're on something kind of amazing. Um, we need our Barry Allen. Maybe we do need our Iris West, who at this point now is trying to prove Barry's innocence. Maybe yeah. she's like a roving reporter who believes him, but nobody, you know, she's trying to get the story. Um, also, 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 I still say detective. Also, also, maybe, like I said, like I said, I, me personally, my vote is detective and wants to get Barry because... It's like an out of sight thing then. Like they had a little romantic. Mm. Oh, type of love stuff, that. But it's ruined now because she thinks that he, you know what I'm saying? That he did these crimes. That's gr- No, that's great because it's not only like, did you do these horrible things, but you broke my heart while doing these horrible things. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Barry Allen, Iris West, and then just some great choices for people like Clock King and, and Calculator and et cetera, et cetera. Um, who do we want? Who, who do we want in this movie? 
Hmm. I almost want to now. Now that Ed, now that you brought up the out of sight of it all, I almost want to cast Iris first. Like, who could play Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez in Out of Sight? You know what I mean? Well, because she would be like this weird moral compass. Like, she saw this guy who was a nihilistic cop that was good at his job. Yeah. But that nihilism and that jokiness and that weirdness could be totally interpreted as this dude, some secret Dexter killer. What an ass! I was so fooled. You know. You know what I'm saying? Some somebody that could betray. Betrayal, exactly. Absolutely. Um, so, are we looking to go? Uh, it just depends on how young. You know what I mean? Like that. That's the thing. If he's well, is we, he a twenty-five-year-old detective, can you make detective by twenty-five? I think he's got a. I mean, he's got to be kind of that amorphous twenty-five to thirty-five Hollywood age range. You know, <laughs> yeah. he just so, has to be that. So, Iris should be around the same age as well. Yeah. God, would it be would it be insensitive to make Barry Allen black in this version, just given the whole, you know, wrongfully, wrongfully jailed sort of a thing? Um, I think it's one of those things where it would it would make this stand out from other versions. But it's almost like, I don't know, man, they're really I think they the Flash is one of those characters that is emblematic of the race bending that makes these comics gators so damn mad yeah i'm just so mad uh but yeah I, although I think, michael uh, b jordan as uh as the flash would be pretty dope don't don't do that to my homie <laughs> do not do that to my homie please do not do that to my homie oh, you're, you're burying funny. him in the sea if you do that to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he already got it for johnny storm he doesn't he's he's never taking on another yeah race probably swap not. character again yeah. I, I guarantee you yeah, I can't blame him on that one. All right, I mean, the girl to... that they hired as Iris West in the thing, I is... swear I would have said her. I yeah. to me, I would have said her if this whole thing. I'm not trying to cop out. I think she's great. She was in this movie. Uh, she was on island by herself, mm. and she had to kill a monster. And she mm. did a whole castaway acting by herself, and was fantastic. And they they had flashback scenes of her kind of being gaslit by her friends, and you could just. Like envision somebody acting a scene of being gaslit by their friends. Mm-hmm. Imagine how how much acting is going on in that scene, and she pulled it off very capably. I think that lady is a good ass actress, man. I really do like her, and I, I think she's pretty as well. So that's probably swaying me. No, I I agree with all that. Um, and it would be a a called you know a, a a props to the show type of thing, but I think that's uh, against our rules, don't you think? Well, and also yeah. though, in the comics, isn't isn't Iris in the comics even? Wally is in the comics as, as black, and Wally is the brother of Iris. Is there some weird adoption new, in the comics? No, he, that was a New Fifty Two thing. They they did they made the Wests black in the comics, but that was as of like twenty twelve or whenever they rebooted the all this universe. stuff. is twenty twelve stuff. We no, talked about murders and stuff, but I'm I'm so glad we flipped the murder thing. That was so great, Bill. Such a masterstroke. Oh, thank you. Well, I, well, I take credit for not taking Deathstroke, though. Jeez, I, 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 I pass on Deathstroke. You're, no, you're, you were you were totally right to do that. So Barry Allen, I think he needs to be a guy who who can play sort of goofy and weird. It's almost like if Dane DeHaan didn't look like a serial killer, like you need somebody <laughs> who sort of has that that just super quirky kind of off presence. Um it's weird my, for for whatever reason my mind actually keeps going to like Jim Carrey in the 90s but playing it not rubber faced almost like Jim mm. Carrey in Eternal Sunshine like that guy who could feel 
who could feel weird and alienated without feeling like a total loser. Like he's, there's still something kind of compelling about him, but he's very much on his own wavelength. Um, mm-hmm. Who is that guy? Bonus points if he's a blonde guy, because, you know, Barry Allen is blonde and he's never been blonde on screen. Not that that really matters, but I'm just trying oh. to I'm trying to do anything that will spark us to think of a guy. <laughs> oh, and that, about- that girl, that girl um, is Kersey Clemens. Kersey Clemens. Nice. Very good. She was in that movie Dope, wasn't she? Which was yeah. a great yes. little indie movie. She, yeah. yeah, she was in Dope and she and she she was great in that. And she was acting up a storm. So I go ahead. Oh, and she yeah. was also in that thing. Uh, she was also in this thing called Easy on Netflix. And she's like so sexy in there. She's playing like a lesbian who's having this weird relationship, and blah, blah. But oh, I just ugh. anyway, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Edit all that out. My girlfriend's going to see this. <laughs> it's weird. Like as the more I talk about Barry Allen, the more I'm like, man, Ezra Miller is not a bad choice. Yeah. Even though he's super <laughs> problematic. And like, I don't <laughs> like him in a lot of ways. And then I know I was trying to think of like who else like the only other weird like energy and it's like this would be a big gamble but I could also see it potentially paying it off is Paul Dano like what if you just gave him a chance to to like actually headline something like I feel like he could surprise you but there's just looking at him you know there's something a hair off before he even opens his mouth you know yes yes and (laughs) he would play he would play the the weird um like the squirrely like oh my god they're all coming for me in a way that would totally sell like him being chased by nefarious forces i would love to see paul dano do that uh god i mean i looked up actors under 25 and there's just a bunch of pouty lipped like yeah it's so weird no it is so timothy chalamet timothy chalamet as the flash right there you go yeah i how about um i mean he's already played a a marvel hero so maybe it's not a good idea but dan stevens uh he he was he's the main character on legion Mm. oh he was really good in that show too yeah and he's he's definitely quirky almost blonde hair arguably um and then the other weird one i was thinking also tv show is uh 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 matt goobler matthew matthew goobler from um he might be a little too old now though uh he was on criminal minds he was the really smart nerd on criminal minds all right guys do you have something to look up this guy this uh this the guy who acted the main role in limitless I like that guy. Oh, he, I not, love not, that not, dude. Not, not Limitless, the the, the movie, the though, TV that's show. Brad, that's Brad, whatever. But like the Limitless TV show was bad and was dumb. But <laughs> I that liked dude it. Dude made it sing. He's got a great personality. Uh, Jake um, McDormand. That's his name. Yeah. yeah. That dude's got a great personality, man. Uh, you know what? He, he can do stuff. But that, that's my, my only my my only toss in is that, is that just he he can talk good he can do the he can do the fat then the limitless show he did the fast talking jazz the the seeming smart jazz but also the whoa my smartness pill wore off and I'm in a quandary and this sucks you know what I mean he, he, he actually does I well. I I did not see the show but he actually doesn't look that that bad like he looks like I could see it. I agree with Billy. I, I I also did not see the show, but I do think that he is a uh, he has a look that that works. And if what you're saying, Ed, is right, I mean I, that makes sense to me. It's it's a hundred percent right. I like the guy. 
All Can right, we yeah. just bring Paul Dano in for an audition so we yes, at least have the footage yes. to put on the Blu-ray to be like, how yeah. weird could this movie have been? So we have we have Limitless Guy, Ezra Miller, and Paul Dano in the room, and they're just doing improv games with each other for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> that would be some weird ass casting tape. Just make them play New Choice for an hour. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Whoa, guys, is somebody trying to beep into the call? Hello? Uh, oh no. Uh, I didn't hear anybody, Bill, and you didn't either. You didn't hear anybody. Uh, boys, welcome back to the development office. You're you're here in the office with me, aren't you? Like I no. know we're we're social distancing, but you are here in the office, is that correct? Yes, definitely. Yes. Yes, we're yes, we are, sir. You guys really decorated your offices in a lot of different styles. This is this. Uh, once this COVID thing is over, I'll come by and check out all of your individual offices. Definitely all the same room, <laughs> just different, different corners. Listen, listen, you guys got to do me a favor. I've, I've got a I've got a buddy who has been through some hard times and I want to give him some work. OK, so just do me a favor and put Mickey Rourke in this movie. Mickey Rourke, you know, he's been up, he's been down, but he's a talented guy. And like, listen, he's been, long story short, he's been crashing on my couch since the beginning of quarantine and I'm getting sick of it. I, he needs to get out of the house. Put him in a movie so I can ship him off to some hotel somewhere and get this guy off my couch. So I don't care, the flash, I don't care. We're gonna, we're gonna print money. It's, it is what it is. Just put Mickey Rourke in the movie. And and guys, uh, I'll see you at lunch tomorrow. Okay, we'll have lunch. Goodbye. I have an idea for that ridiculous uh, suggestion. Uh, Wonder what he wants for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Partially because I totally forgot that Mickey Rourke was a thing until this was brought up. But we were talking way earlier about there you know a mentor is there any sort of someone that pushes him and it's like uh what if you have mickey rourke towards the whatever the first act of the movie as his cellmate and it's kind of the the yinsen or whatever from iron man who kind of gives him that push to at least set him on the right path or at least get him started uh, so he's kind of, you know, the, the, the cellmate that's been in this prison and he's got a life sentence or whatever. And however Barry breaks out, uh, Mickey Rourke uh, gets his monologue to, to die in the, in the whole thing. You know, what would be, you know, what would actually make that even better if I can. Yes. And that sure. what if what if he his cellmate is slightly crazy and his cellmate is talking about being from a different universe and it's never addressed in this movie, but like within the course of trying to tell him you know you can you you gotta if you want to get i don't know what it, whatever it is if you want to make your life right you can never stop working at it or whatever but he's talking about it like we think he's schizophrenic because he's talking about he's been trapped in this universe from another universe and maybe his name is jay garrick and like Jay Garrick doesn't have to be a Flash in this universe but like that's sort of our interpretation of the whole Flash of Two Worlds thing that's fun. I don't, yeah, I I don't mind that at all. I, I think you make it an Easter egg. I don't even know yeah. if you call out that that's Jay Garrick, you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's like you just call him Jay and you don't, or, even, you or don't lose Jay. his last name. He's in jail. But He's could, big Jay. Also, just, just, just really quickly, just to, to, to end that even more, maybe we think 
that it's Jay Garrick and it's really somebody crappy like Eobard thought or something. Because I just think it's funny how, you know, which which Barry wouldn't know the difference. Oh, and that's I think true. It's one of those things where it's like he conveniently ended up in the next cell next to Barry because of part of those crappy. And again, I don't like time travel, so maybe I'm pitching it horribly on purpose. But at the same time, all these time travel plots that Barry's in involve people kind of knowing stuff about Barry in this time that he doesn't even know. And most of the time they do it kind of goofy, but this is a gritty, nasty one. Like this dude got himself put in prison or went crazy in prison or something to be at that exact moment to see the birth of the Barry or whatever, to see Barry run through the bars or do whatever he got. Well, like, right. I knew to, I was right to I convince it was him, him or something like that. right to know. convince him to embrace his power and escape. And it becomes like you think it's just because he's this, you know, he's this criminal mentor figure. But you could I mean, you could even do a post credit scene where you yeah, reveal I was the say, like, yeah. I yeah, you, feel could. Like you you leave it open and you yes. don't even tell the audience which character this is going to be. But, you know, and then let the audience freaking right. buy the Blu-ray and dissect mm-hmm. every millisecond yeah, he's on screen. Every second of the screen where he goes like, OK, they, they had to die. They had to die for him to embrace it. They had to die. You know, and all this kind of stuff. And then everybody goes like, well, who had to die? What, what, you know, is it the people in the movie's plot? Is it his his mom or his parents or whatever? Yeah, that's awesome. I already see the BuzzFeed article, like 15 Flash characters <laughs> Mickey Rourke could Could've be in been. Flash 2, you know? Yeah. I, is he I, I the see, turtle? Yeah. His name, his I name see is, the... I think Screen not, Rant's already posted it right now. Oh, so. dude, his, 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 his name is Jay Eobard. Who could he be? <laughs> nice. All right. So we've got we've got our three-way uh, improv battle for the role of Barry Allen. We've got Kiersey <laughs> Clemens coming back as Iris West uh, from the other universe where the Snyderverse happens. And then uh, we've got Mickey Rourke playing a mystery mentor character. At the end of the day, I think the villains are just sort of a melange of weirdos, right? Like you just need, you just need actors to sort of fill. It's almost like you, you cast like Crispin Glover and, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and well, it's, it, you know what it is, you know what it is uh, just really quickly. It's a reverse of the CW thing. The CW thing helped Barry not be so sucky and boring by yes, adopting the murder plot, but also by surrounding him with a team mm-hmm. so that we can see through the team's perspective, his greatness. There always has to be some character that looks at that character and goes, that, that guy's great. You know what I'm saying? Somebody has to be standing there looking at Indiana Jones do that thing in the beginning of the movie to show that he's great. If he's doing that by himself, it tamps it down like 30%. So all I'm saying is, like, the CW show did a good job of, of positing that it would take a team to help him. We've done a great job of positing that it would take a team to defeat him. Mm. But the main person in the team uh, on the show was there to, like, manipulate him and push him so he would use his power so that he could like steal them or something and go back to the future. I forgot, but that whole plot was, was pretty cool. And I just think maybe the person, there's gotta be a central person leading these guys to do this, to make the flash thing happen. Maybe not to steal his powers or anything, or maybe that, I don't know. What do you what, like? Like Let's why does, it- why does the flash have to like have to happen now is all I'm saying. Yeah. But I, I don't think we have to. I mean, I think you could keep it street level, keep it grounded. Yeah, as still just. But I'm just saying, trying why, to capture why, him. Why yeah. are they trying? Okay, how did they find out, and why are they trying to capture him? I just think that's something that the comments are going to. Well, because because he escapes 
from prison using powers. Well, I thought we were saying that it's like Cicada ends up being the one that's kind of like pushing mm, yeah. for all this, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cicada, yeah. Co- Cicada coordinated them. Okay, I just lost that right. part. Okay, cool. cool yeah, cool. and I, I think I think the reason why they they jump to this is is it kind of goes back to what Billy said, where maybe it's not that it is Amanda Waller in this idea that like when he escapes from prison he clearly does it with superpowers and then it becomes this scramble of like we have a superpowered convict murderer on the loose how do we catch this guy and it's like assemble all these weird quirky super geniuses to put together the plot to and I was, I, I, i'd I be willing to that- bet that bruce wayne was the one that funded uh, this little <laughs> thing to capture him because he wants to no. know who i would else just is i would there. just i would just admit that to he escapes prison, yes, and the average everyday Joe knows that he escaped prison, and it was super hard for him to do so because we didn't catch him on any of the cameras and this, that, and the other. But a select, a select person looking at how it goes together, cicada, perhaps. No, you do this or something. You know who it is? Jensen Ackles. No, it's it's punch you. imprisoned Lex Luthor in like a Hannibal Lecter role. Where after our <laughs> Superman movie, no, listen, I think there's yeah. something to this. Use Lex Luthor the way the Marvel movies use Tony Stark, like thread him through all these different franchises. Where at the end of Superman, he achieves this godlike power. Superman smacks him down. He gets him. He gets imprisoned, and the government does with him basically what Lex is at the beginning of All Star Superman, mm-hmm. where it's like. He's so smart. He's on such a different level that we can't just let this guy rot in a cell. We're going to make him work for us. And when he puts together the rogues gallery to catch the flash, it's the first inkling of the Legion of Doom. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? And it's like you you just need him in a chair in a room. Like even if he's a, a really venerable actor, even if it's Tom Hanks, you get him out. You get him in there for three days to film his scenes in the room with the guys in the chair, and that's all you need. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. He's our yep. he's our he's our guy coordinating it, and anybody can play Clock King and uh, Calculator. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's let's bring this thing home. Who's directing? Who do I mean, we want to direct this movie? Obviously, it's Tom Holland. Dude, he's just giving up, up acting and just going straight. Yeah. Oh wait, did yeah. you mean Tom Holland like horror director Tom Holland? Because then no, no, that's no. actually an interesting oh, no. choice. I don't even know who that is. Ron, you stumbled backwards into a halfway su- like good suggestion. <laughs> take it. Just take it. Just Ron. take it. Yeah. No, that's the Tom Holland I meant. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> take it. See um, the one with the opus. Um, <laughs> that, look, look. I think it's somebody whoever directed days of thunder no i'm just joking uh tony scott recipes. he's dead uh yeah tony <laughs> scott recipes um just i i'd say let's i would say let's explore people who have depicted speed in before because again i i understand that like there's these genius moments where you go james gunn never directed a blah 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 i and then you have this genius moment and you let him do it and, it and it works out but come on man like it speeds in movies all the time there's a lot of directors who are totally obsessed with speed there's got to be somebody that's shown it on on screen pretty cool in a more practical stripped down way you know the, so you mean uh Jean the furious directors Jan de Bont. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. meant Jan de Bont. Jan de Bont does not direct anymore oh. um oh no he doesn't okay well no, you know i think he kind of i think he got put in movie jail um yeah, yeah i wouldn't well, be surprised it's, it's tough because i was gonna wait is Jan de Bont the valerian guy he, no, he, he, did, directed he directed speed. speed. No, I know he directed speed. Who directed Valerian? Because he also would be a good choice, but is also uh, me too. Uh, 
Uh, uh, was that Luke Besson? Luke Besson. Oh, yeah. I don't like that guy. You know, I got to say. I think it's a little goofy. I think it's it, a little goofy. Andy Muschietti, who directed the It movies and now is directing the Ezra Miller Flash movie, is a nice choice. <laughs> It's not a bad That's choice. Cheating. Oh, we did. We did steal Iris from another universe. Okay, so let's interesting say, thing. Let's, let's say let's say let's say Pasquetti's in the room. Who else? Who else is in the room? Um. Oh, uh, I, I'd, like, know, to, I'd ju- like to veto uh, so James I, Mangold. Brad Bird. <laughs> I just watched this yesterday, and this is so weird because I hated the movie, but I think. Actually, the direction was not bad. Um, Nikki Caro, who did the new Mulan, it's shot so beautifully and the fights are shot so beautifully that I think it's such an incredibly well-made movie with a script that doesn't work. But I almost blame Disney, not her, because a lot of those live action movies have the exact same problems. It's not exclusive to Mulan, but it just looked so good. You get a female director with so a slightly different perspective um, she should at least be considered. I buy that. Yeah, cool. and, I, and I'd like a, I like to throw Brad Bird in there as well. Like uh, th- that, I think that Troika, you fight it out. You'd be like, okay, yes, in a very facile way, he's shown speed. But again, he showed speed, and he didn't do slowdown a- 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 aesthetic either. And it's interesting should- when when I said Brad Bird, I wasn't even thinking The Incredibles. I was actually thinking um, Mission Impossible Four. Um, the one with the Burj Khalifa ghost ghost protocol ghost protocol because mm-hmm. he direct I believe he directed that mm-hmm. and just that that movie was also sort of a we've been disavowed and we're on the run and we got to stay one step ahead type of movie with that just right tone of like this is intense and dangerous but also kind of fun and also with pretty incredible visuals and add on the fact that he did the Incredibles and had a great solution for super speed in that movie. I think that's that's a lot to recommend Brad Bird. Obviously, he also directed Tomorrowland, which is a huge strike against him. So <laughs> balance, balance. Well, yeah. And also, I'd, I'd also recommend a, a, a cinematographer for him because I don't know that his actual aesthetic works for the 70s stuff that we're trying to do. But mm-hmm. his direction and, and choreography does. Mm-hmm. So I would just recommend give him a little a, a, a dim slightly dimmer but more uh not not but not not snyder-esque and not totally seven but like like maybe bob richardson or somebody one of those people that works with quentin tarantino that Mm. you know what i'm saying that makes a world that looks kind of poppy but also real you know what i mean like i i just recommend that for brad bird if we were gonna do it all right i'm choosing kevin smith (laughs) get out 37 Uh. (laughs) in a row (laughs) I would uh, I would also say that Quentin Tarantino's version of this particular movie that we're talking about would be super interesting. Dude, so <laughs> many feet. It's a Flash movie with so many feet. I can't believe that. Right. Did the Flash just say the N-word? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> he can rein it in if he wants to. If he wants to. Well, dude, no, I, I, think, I think we did a good job. Let's call it. Guys, we have achieved reboots. For the first time in season three, it was a long one. It was a difficult one, but I would say the Flash is a difficult character. Uh, We have come up with a story that remixes a bunch of different elements, but I think creates a really amazing both scenario for the Flash, you know, both his power, it gives him a ticking clock. It actually creates 
a real reason for the rogues to get together and function as they do. It, you know, it gives a reason for weird over the top super death traps, which I think is always a good thing for the Flash. Um, gives Iris the best role I've ever seen for Iris in a Flash story in any media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did some good work today here, guys. I, 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 I'm pretty happy with this one. I think this might be my favorite of our DC pitches so far. This one interests me the most. I love. Well, I mean, I love that. And I, I like the fact that it's one of these things where there's a regular ass manhunt for Barry yeah. Allen, yeah, and a super manhunt for the Flash as he's just trying to get his stuff together. I, th- I think that that's the real gem that we we added to this, and the fact that like like Bill said we use the rogues gallery like we, we acquiesce to the fact that it would take multiple people to mess with even a depowered barry allen so absolutely and, and know, yeah. going all the way back to the idea if he needs to keep upgrading his powers what better reason than i mean the stakes couldn't be higher like they're literally coming to kill him and put him in jail and convict him of murder and it's like he has no choice but to keep trying to figure out how to escape all these horrible situations and again being just a regular guy who never really had any mind or appetite for like this superhero BS uh, again just it all works this is all clicking in a way that I think makes so much sense and it even even utilizes the powers in a way that makes sense like his speed is actually useful in this as it isn't just like look at this guy run fast it's like necessary and interesting and uh, I am very proud of you guys you're all very attractive (laughs) smart funny people who deserve all the money. I just want to say that right out this front. Well, for all of you smart, beautiful, funny people in the audience, we love that we're back here with you. We love that you're back with us. We are going to keep bringing you kind of left of center, interesting versions of Rebooted here in season three. We've tackled all the big blockbuster franchises. Now it's time to get a little weird, to go in the Wayback Machine, do some stuff from early in Hollywood history, do some recent stuff do some stuff from television we got it all coming for you season three is going to be bigger and better and there's bigger better stuff beyond that to come so keep it here subscribe to the rebooted channel hit the bell and come back for next episode of rebooted until then i'm producer bill for billy business ron swallow ed greer we'll see you next time Hey guys, this is Ron. If you want to check out what we are currently doing, all you have to do is go to the Rebooted channel on YouTube, and you can see our sweet faces talking about this stuff. We've got a new Tee Public store for you to get all of the cool shirts that you could possibly want. The Mumbo Gumbo, the Pop Art Reboot Crew, the classic logo, and then of course, the Rebooted Drinking Game, which has Jensen Ackles and DJ Qualls among other fan favorite comments. So do yourself a favor, go to tpublic.com slash user slash reboot dash it and pick up your favorite t-shirt. So thanks for listening and thanks for supporting. Reboot it.